me on my own? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what y'all doing? What y'all, y'all alive? Good black people alive? Girl, I'm over here trying to, I don't know. <laughs> I'm losing my mind is what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Why you got a mask on? We on, uh, on the computer. No, I just, but because I'm the one in the, in the house this week that has ventured out to try to find shit. Yeah. And who knows who's a carrier and all this bullshit. I just be like, I'm just going to wear this mask because I, I don't know nothing no more. I don't know. Every day is something new. <laughs> Every day it's like, don't wear the mask. And it's like, you know what? On second thought, then it's like, you know what? Maybe it's through <laughs> breathing and talking. I'm like, I'm just put this mask on. Cause my mama and her <laughs> So Well, I just ordered some masks and I'm getting my mama to make some. So I'm like, I don't know what else to do. You can't find no cleaning supplies. You can't find anything. And when you go out, you know, you're trying to back up, have people back up from you. So crazy. <laughs> It's crazy. It is insanity. It is, but I feel like now people that are sane can better prepare because this is gonna. I mean, this is not gonna not happen again. We're not gonna. We're not gonna stop destroying the environment so that animals don't, you know, have cross cross viral contamination. We're gonna keep doing the same thing. It's not gonna change. You right. know. So I think we just have to be better prepared. I know I'm never going to laugh at the uh, doomsday preppers again. Oh, I am a doomsday prepper. I am not. And I laugh at them quite often because I'm thinking these, these fools right here are crazy. But you know what? Not so much. I mean, I already had an N95 mask and I had a pack of masks from two years ago that I bought them with <laughs> nobody thinking about these just because I am a doomsday prepper. Because when I moved downtown, downtown Atlanta, Mm -hmm. and was taking a train and stuff. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give me some masks because a fool might start stripping on the, yeah. on the train or something. So I yeah. bought me some masks. Then I got go bags. The the one thing, I mean, the, the things that I didn't really think about was mm -hmm. people are going to hoard toilet paper. I didn't think about that. <laughs> that shit took me all the way the fuck out. Right. And I really didn't think cleaning supplies like that i had bought i had bought a little bit of clorox because don't talk about me i am a doomsday prepper um like i said in one post i could tell you how many parts bleach per water to purify water that's why i have some yeah yeah clorox in my go bag See yeah why y'all yeah, yeah. laughing at me then now you like I'm, not, hey. I'm done laughing me me laughing at y'all is i'm over that i'm not I'm just gonna find out what y'all doing so then I can do it too. Um, and then I'm gonna go from there with my life. Cause this this is not the business. <laughs> right. I had a I guess I, my preparation was more for getting leaving out of the city because I was living downtown if something happened, yeah. then hunkering down somewhere. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of the opposite of what we need to do right now. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. And this is why I'm going crazy. I'm just, I'm just mentally, emotionally, I'm not really prepared. Like emotionally, I don't want to leave my mother. And yes. I'm mm -hmm. scared. And I'm kind of scared to be here because I don't want to give her anything. But then I'm okay. scared to go in case she needs me. Yeah. And I'm just... Yeah. 
and I don't know. Like, I'm freaking out. Like, I'm ordering everything. I'm bringing in everything. So she has it just in case I'm not here. Yeah. And I'm just, yeah. like, freaking out. But would she come would she come to Atlanta with you for a while and just stay here with you? I so she's safer here, but just emotionally for me right now. Yes. That's hard for me. Yes, I hundred percent. hundred percent. My grandmother just got out of the hospital and was now home. So then they were like, my aunt's like, Are you coming home? I'm like, no. Like I would have to be quarantined for 14 days because she's 95 years old. Yeah. It's not I would love to be there, but it's not smart to get on an airplane, be out and about, and be uh. sick. Where I, I feel like I could fight it better than you know she's not gonna be able to fight. You know, right, right. And that's yeah, the I get thing. Yeah, maybe this will kill the cigarette industry and stop fucking smoking cigarettes for y'all die of coronavirus. Like this shit is turning people's lungs into ice. Like, yeah. I, um, I'm. I would say I'm more high risk than most pe- than less people because I get upper respiratory tract infections. I get pneumonia very easily. So I'm not just going to be out here hanging out with friends and kicking it. Like I'll go to the grocery store. I'll go to Walmart and come home. Right. Chick Fil A. I did go to Chick Fil A today. I just really needed. I needed. <laughs> I needed some like. I just needed Chick Fil A today for my spirit, and and I just had to have that. Right. But, other than that, you know, we just staying, staying at home. That's, we don't know. This is something that not, we've never been through this. We've never been through anything like this. Um, for our entire economy to be shut down is something that I've never seen. We, none of us were alive in a Great Depression. Our parents weren't alive. Like, my grandma was, and she would tell me about it. Like, but and they didn't have a, a pandemic then. Like, this is a no. pandemic meets mm-hmm. the Great Depression. Like, yes. what the fuck? <laughs> Yes. It's like, you want to mix the Great Depression and the Spanish flu? Let's just... Yes. Let's do it. Let's see what my dumb, ass. <laughs> my dumb ass was watching Train to Busan because I've been, it's been on my schedule. I was like, I'm going to watch it. It's been on my list. I was like, why the fuck I watched this damn movie? Which one? The Train to Busan. Oh. Is it like a pandemic or something? It's a zombie movie. Girl. <laughs> but they treat the zombies like a pandemic. So you're... You're trying to get away from the infection on a train. So it's kind of like, kind of how people never, you said, if you're going, if you go to Alabama, you're not in Atlanta, then you're not in a big epicenter or something that could potentially be a big epicenter. Right. Um, so it's just kind of like, how do you get a, how do we get away from it? Which I don't, I don't think there really is going to be a getaway from this. I think we need to fucking flatten the curve, chill out, calm down and let this let let this run its course a little bit so we can get back to whatever new normal is like marcus earlier he was like do you think we'll go back to normal i don't think there is a normal after this we're a new normal i hope that what i do pray um that this that what happens from this in america is that we vote better in november that people are smarter in november what what that was my that was my question chances he gets reelected in november you know what? I really can't call it. That's going to be based on people like people like millennials who didn't vote for Clinton just because they didn't like her. Right. Now do you have now if they're losing their jobs like I lost my job and now even if I get a say if I get a job at Publix or Kroger, I still don't have health care. I have no health insurance that's gone because it's attached to our jobs. So right. I get sick now just because I'm trying to make money and trying to survive, pay my bills, live, or do I 
say, hey, I'll, I'll go to, to be a frontline person now at $12 an hour to get coronavirus. Like, so those are the people that now are going to have to be, have to be energized to vote a different way. Mm-hmm. And I hope and pray that everybody that is in every hood and every neighborhood wakes up and sees this is not the best way for us to be. I don't give a shit who is, is going against him. Like literally a, I will go and vote for a steaming pile of shit because if steaming pile of shit would do less damage than this, than this dude. I, I don't think people, I really don't think people are going to remember this. Like, you know, like right now, him and Fox News are doing this job. Of, they're trying to um, like deflect blame, like blame it on mm-hmm. the Obama administration, um, blame mm-hmm. it on the World Health Organization, um, mm-hmm. blame it on China. Yes. <laughs> so they're mm-hmm. doing their job right now, trying to yeah. deflect blame from him. When of course it all comes back to him. He's been president for three and a half, well, right. three and a half, three plus years, which is right. more than enough time to, if there was, if there was a um, low inventory. There was mm-hmm. time for you to fix that low inventory. Plus, you can't blame anything on Obama when on February no, no. 26, you stood yes. before the public and said, we got 15 cases and the soon will be zero. Oh. Yeah. So the, the, we got the footage. Son. Okay. The, the, the fact that he downplayed this virus to people yeah. just 30 yeah. days ago, like that cost thousands of people lives, I'm sure. that I'm sure it cost thousands of people their, their lives already. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I have a friend whose brother uh died mm. from the coronavirus last week. Like she was on Facebook, um, uh, and I saw her doing like a live video, and she had a mask on, whatever, and she was like telling people to write love messages in chalk outside of a uh, this house. And I guess it was her sister in law's house, and I was kind of like, "Oh, what's going on?" And she was like, you know, we're just trying to show her some love. We can't go in there right now because everybody got masks on. And I was like, that's what is so, and stay in Michigan. Michigan is getting it. Like, people, no. I mean, New York is bad. Louisiana is bad. Yes. People have forgotten about Michigan. Like, and there's a lot of black people dying in Michigan. Um, yeah. But she, the hard part is like, people are dying and you can't even comfort them or be with them. Like, no. Say goodbye no. or, or nothing. So it's, it's not safe. And I just feel like, again, if we don't learn from this situation, which I don't think that we are that now as a society, then we're just going to keep repeating this over and over and over again. I have never truly thought about leaving my country to move to another country. Right. I so seriously considering moving to Canada and working in Canada because this is not safe. Um, living and working here does not make sense anymore. It, the society is broken down. I'm well, I'm, I'm like, okay, we're going to make it. I have to stay positive. You know, I'm like, I have a lot of elderly people in my family. I have, you know, a lot of people that are extremely high risk. I don't have a job. I don't have health in, health insurance. Like I know what, what it looks like when everybody hits the unemployment line. Like I haven't been unemployed in a long time, but I'm like, shit, all these millions of people, like it's just so many people to process all of our paperwork. Not going to happen fast. Like things are going to take time and unemployment will run out. If the society does, if our economy does not go back. What was the unemployment number today? Hmm? 6.6 million. What was the unemployment number? 6.6 million. Yeah. It was as of today, 6.6 million. But I that was just today, though, right? That's not yeah. in addition to the three. No, no, that's just as of today. But then you have to think about 
understanding that Donald Trump has had every business he's ever had in his entire life has failed. Yes. Understand economics. He doesn't understand supply chain. He doesn't understand how basic business works. I honestly wish I could feel more positive. I just feel like if we stay home, we can uh, start to get better. We can start getting these cases down. But I don't, there's nothing to say that in the summertime, like the flu, that this is going to go away. There is nothing saying that. Yep. I have friends that work at the, that the CDC and they're like, they're still waiting on their the check to be approved or the funding to be approved by for Congress for them to even disperse the, the money. So don't think that what he's saying is happening. A lot of this stuff is not even happening. No is one of the top finance people at the CDC. She's like, Melanie, we just, we're waiting on the, the money. He, because he cut the CDC's funding, a lot of the pandemic response teams were cut. A lot yeah. of epidemiologists don't have jobs anymore because of the way he, the way he did their budget. Because they couldn't put words that are science-based and research-based in their budget to be approved. My thing with, um, when you talk about Doomsday in Atlanta, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, Thank I you. need Hey, yeah, I'm struggling with this. Today. You got it? No. Yeah, and I didn't get the, anyway. I'm here. I'm listening. Hey. Girl, we just, oh, we're just venting. Right. I, now. I don't even know what the call is. The Rona edition? <laughs> Ooh, that Rona the Rona edition. I don't know. <laughs> Rona edition. We're back with another one. We're right. back with Uncorked. That's what we're going to be reviewing on this Rona edition. And we're uh we're via we're via Zoom because uh we're you know self isolation and whatnot. Yes, so, that is responsible. Yeah. We are responsible adults. That's what it is. We are responsible. We're also introverts as a group and don't in general like being around a whole lot of people anyway. So, <laughs> Yeah. I think it may be working out for us. We'll <laughs> <laughs> see. I'm going crazy. I, I'll let going. you know now. I am an introvert and I'm a homebody, but I am crawling the walls right now. <laughs> going yeah. nuts. I am going insane for other other reasons, but well, I guess before we get there, we're not going to reintroduce ourselves since it's been like three months. Oh, and then our wonderful moderator didn't do um, Queen and Slim. That's right. So, yeah, let's back it back up. Okay. We're going to reintroduce ourselves for this Rona edition. Um, I'm your girl, Kim. Next. (laughs) (laughs) You forgot how to do all that shit. We saw Um, snow. Right. Uh, It's Mimi, um, I guess. What's the chick name from Walking Dead? I'm gonna be her right now, aka the uh, Michonne. Michonne. So that's that's where we at right now. That's that's how we living. <laughs> we ain't got that far now. You going a little Jeez. too far. We ain't got. We ain't there. We ain't there. <laughs> All right, you got your girl Mel here, unemployed in the ATL with the Rona. <laughs> wow. That's a new handle. <laughs> <There's> Mel. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, this your boy Marcus, aka Dr. Anthony Fauci. Oh. Uh, well, you better come with the facts then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> come with the facts and the AK 47 because he's getting threats. Yes, oh, no, I didn't know that. Yes, yes, sir. they've been threatening his life. So, for what? He's he trying to help us out. 
because the truth that's why uh-huh. lord i didn't know that yeah. I, my nerves was real getting real bad so i had to start watching the news so that's we trying to get little nits, nits and bits nits and bits girl i feel like i am an, an unwilling participant i feel like i am one of the children that was drugged to the people's temple in guyana and jim jones Jesus. aka trump <laughs> goodness and and I just I wasn't trying to be here. I I, I didn't vote for him. Like I, I ain't mean to be here, but I'm gonna get drugged along in this catastrophe, like everybody else. Like everybody you know, else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mel. Are you ready to get on court? I don't have my wine. Yeah. I don't have no wine either. But you know what? That's hilarious. This would have been the perfect opportunity, if not for coronavirus, for us to get together and be drinking like we would do anyway yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah but you know what i'd be on that brown look about this point like i'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like pull up the different bottle yo but you can't find rubbing alcohol nowhere that now i'm like damn i gotta conserve my um my my liquor my vodka because i might yeah. need it you Jeez. might need it that's true that's real though that's real talk though yeah well, um, okay, me, so I will I, say. So we're gonna talk about our phenomenal movie, and I'm gonna have to apologize from the, from junk because I did not want to watch this. I was like, this movie look a mess. This it's not even any energy, y'all. I when I tell you, love, 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 love this movie. Well, that's really? a lot of loves. That's a lot of loves. It, it it made me so happy. Like I was like, you know what? We're not gonna give up. We're gonna be all right. That's what we feel like. I am shocked that you love this movie. Me too. I was I was ready to hate it. I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this. It looks so a mess. I don't want to watch this. I it, I really did enjoy it. It was it was very enjoyable. I uh, it's produced by Prentice, who also does a uh, Insecure man. Oh, okay. 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 The shout, name out to, shout out to him. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. That was really yeah. great. And Insecure comes back this week. So. Oh, oh and this week. It comes out Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So we have this amazing movie, Uncorked, um, that is set in Memphis, Tennessee, which is the town that I grew up in. So when I realized it was Memphis, I felt a little bit better. I was like, oh, okay. Yay, my hometown. Like, yeah, let's do this. Um, and it is about this young man, Elijah, who um, his family owns a barbecue shop, like a barbecue stand um, called The Spot in Memphis. And barbecue in Memphis, Tennessee, if people don't know, is a religion. We have barbecue fest and jazz fest, and barbecue is everything to Memphis, Tennessee. So this was very, very special and touched my heart in a, in a lot of ways. So um, Elijah's family's business, you know, is barbecue. His dad's um, inherited it from his father so it was kind of passed down and he wanted to pass it down to elijah elijah's not really feeling it because he's like i want to be a sommelier and the family you know like we just some you know regular good old memphis people they didn't even know what that was they thought it was a pirate they thought it was somalian they didn't know what it was but he (laughs) that that tickled me y'all when i tell you that tickled me so much um, so then his father's name is Lewis, is paid by Courtney uh, B. Vance, and his mom, Sylvia, played by Niecy Nash. Shout out those two, Black Excellence. They did, fun- yeah. they did such a great job. I, 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 was, I was like, yeah, these are my people. Um, There's a lot of chemistry. They had really yeah. good chemistry. Yeah. And, and I like the fact that 
unlike a so the on I didn't like the guy that played Elijah very well. Um, unfortunately, I liked everybody else. I think that everyone else had a in the movie, <laughs> but he was just like, you know what I'm saying? Like in he he stuck out, but I don't know if that was purposeful. Was he supposed to be that kind of strange? Because I'm like, he's like he ain't never heard Triple Six Mafia in his life. He ain't never heard who Project Pat was. Like well, but before any of it, the soundtrack to this movie was fire. Oh, it Gotti, was on point. Gotti, money bag, yo. I mean, all right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was all, all the way. It was yeah. all the way. Um, so then you had he has a little girlfriend Tanya that she kind of popped in and out. His cousin uh, JT, who was I thought he did a really good job um, as well. I wish he had a little bit more of a Memphis accent, but he was really cute. And then. <laughs> that uh, was in school. So we find out that he wants to become a sommelier. His father really isn't supporting that. His mom, Nisi Nash, is like, um, Sylvia, yeah, you can do it. You know, she really supports him and wants, you know, wants to encourage him. But it seems like he kind of makes a lot of commitments and never right, kind of follows through with them. So then uh, he does end up going to school. Um, and I didn't realize how much it took to be a master sommelier, but now I really... Um, this is pretty serious. This is, a, I mean, they, they said it like they said it for the damn bar exam or some shit. I'm like, y'all take it to a yeah. This looks like harder than the bar exam. Uh, it, that's what it's, it's almost it was like that to me. Um, so then you have him kind of uh, going through this process. He gets an opportunity to go to Paris. Um, and I, I wish that, I like that they showed that a black family, it's so, it's still not as normalized for us to travel abroad or support our children to travel abroad. Um, which I like that they did that and how I like that Nisi Nash's character was so excited for her son to have the opportunity to go to Paris and, and to do his own thing. So he ends up going, you know, he is financially strapped, um, and, uh, ends up losing his mom in the process because he's studying and trying to do, you know, what she really, uh, encouraged him to do. He ends up coming back to, uh, Memphis after she has passed away and, you know, he's kind of, in trying to help his dad and they're trying to open up a new restaurant. Um, of course, they're all dealing with the loss of, of his mom and he, you know, his dad encourages him to take his exam. Like, you know, you need to do this. It's something that's important. So he takes it. Um, you know, he doesn't pass it the first time, which most people don't, but he doesn't give up in the end. And that, um, to me was, that was what kind of, I was kind of defeated. Like, Oh man, this, this sucks. But then I was like, this dude going back to class. I like that. I like what you're doing right there, dude. Yeah. So, I, I just, that's kind of the, huh? I would have been mad if he passed it the first time because I'm like, that ain't realistic. Like, there's, <laughs> as hard as that is, and he was like, there were, there were only like two or three hundred in the world. Yes. And yes. you gonna, and he gonna pass it. The, like, if he had passed it the first time, I probably would have been like, mm, are you still watching? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been seen. Right. Um, they kind of lose the fact that he huh. wasn't going to pass because he got everything wrong. Yes. Any, anytime they showed him doing something, he was like guessing the wrong wine or the wrong region or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you guys feel about it? I, I, like I said, I really didn't think I was going to like it. I was 100% sure. I was annoyed that I was about to watch it and I really liked it. How did you guys feel about it? Mimi? I, I liked it. Like, I really liked it. Like, I posted that I, I love the sentiment behind it. Um, to me, it really embodied um, 
like you were saying, people, I don't think a lot of, I'm just going to say white people per se, um, realize how sending our children abroad to study or going anywhere is still rare for a lot of black families. Um, and so I think it embodied that. And also it, it reminded me of kind of like, um, this, like an immigrant story. Like that is the story of a lot of immigrants. Like, yes. you know, um, we have the, not that you just got here, but we have this legacy. We built something. It's hard enough to build something in this country per se, um, as either minority or, or immigrant. And we want to keep it and pass it down the line to the family. And then that's like important and tradition, but then, you know, not every child wants to do that and they're torn torn between pursuing their own dreams and loves and passions but still wanting to hold on to something that is important like Mm -hmm. that is important to keep that legacy that was hard for granddaddy to build that up in you know jim crow south and and -hmm. i can relate to that um because that like my grandfather started something that he passed down to my father and my father i think wanted to pass it to my brother but my brother is like trifling as hell um and it's kind of like it's not i don't know that it's something i can maintain mm-hmm. i don't i never really wanted to yes. now that now that he's gone i thought about should i so i don't know it, and all that kind of struck me that this movie hit me emotionally on that level and when yeah. he lost his mom. Yes. Because of everything that's going on with me right now anyway. <laughs> so yes. um yeah. but I loved it. Like it was like a slice of life. It was like real life. It wasn't fairy tale ending because I you know I can't stand endings like that personally. Mm-hmm. And uh I loved it. So Okay. All right, Kiki, what you think of it? <laughs> You know, it was a good hour and 45 minutes or whatever. It was just the right amount of time. It was, wasn't it? Yes. So I was like, good job on the editing because we didn't get a lot of extra Mm -hmm. scenes and things. I think he was meant to be that awkward. I was trying to figure out how he got that girlfriend so fast. Like, the Memphis dating scene must be horrible. (laughs) And that guy went out on a date with the bottom one he must have been trife i don't know what happened <laughs> he got her real quick um you know i i mean i enjoyed it i, I learned some things about wine you know i've been having taken little wine classes here and there but not enough to be able to spot a wine from this region and that region no. not good. so that mm-hmm. was good like i felt like i learned something i was entertained I really like the guy from How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. I can't remember his name. You know, you know, I liked it because it also showed that no matter, like, wh- where you come from, you still have pressures from your family to do, yeah. to go down the family line or do a certain thing that your family does, like, no matter yeah. what. So, I, I, you know, I thought it was a cute little movie. It was. I was kind of mad at how to get away with murder, dude, because I was just like, man, you set this man up, you gassed his, yeah. his head all up to go to Paris, and then you yeah. get there and be like, mm, you know what? I can't, I can't, I got to go back. I'd be like, dude, yeah. you got me over here? Anyway, go ahead, Mark. Well, <laughs> he did, and I was like, oh, they living nice in Paris. That is a they sure was. They sure was. Apartment. 
You should have went to the hood where them other people was. I'm like, you can live. You can afford to live over here. That's, that's why I want to go anyway, because that's the real experience. That's where the good food at. That's where all the good parties at. Okay. We got to go We gotta go to the south side of Paris. All the way. <laughs> we got to go, go to the west end of Paris. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> west end, right, uh, you can't go there. You Listen, you, right. can't hardly, you can't hardly take it. Right. All right, Doctor. How? What did you feel about it? What? What do you think about the uh, movie? No, I, I, I wouldn't say I love the movie. I thought it was straight. Um, I, I guess what I appreciated most about the movie is that, um, you know, like you get like ten, fifteen minutes into the movie, and you see the relationship he has between his family, his father, the, the family business, but also his own dreams and aspirations. And you can think like you can think how this is going to end up, where like he's able to merge his aspirations with the family business. But mm. that sometimes that doesn't always align. Yeah. Um, and I like how the movie showed that, like, uh, it's not going to align. He's not going to take over the family business. He's going to do his own thing. But also, like, you, like I think you all said before, like, he, it's hard to be a sommelier. And, like, he didn't do it his first time. He failed. Um, and it, he has to start over and do it again. Uh, and I, I, that's what I appreciated the most about it. I guess kind of the realism of it. Um, and then I also just also wanted to shout out Nisi, Nisi Nash's character. Just, you know, just a black woman and particularly a black mother always being supportive always being there always you know just just always being the wind beneath your wings so shout out to Nisi Nash's character <laughs> yeah she did a good job I always feel like I, I feel like just in my even from my own family black women tend to baby their sons much more yes. than ours that's not true it's very much true, my dear. very much true, my dear. And I, so I've tr- I tried to balance that, but she it, in the movie, it didn't seem like she necessarily baby him. Like I, like I have seen personally in my own life, but she did really encourage, encourage him. And she encouraged the, tried to encourage the father son bond, their relationship to get better. Yeah. Um, I didn't see her as babying him either. Like she just seemed yeah. supportive. Like, Mm-hmm. That that is, I think, a positive relationship. That's not like um yeah. coddling him at all. So yes. Yeah. Which is a the big a big problem in our community and uh, a huge reason why a lot of us are single, unfortunately. And well, you know, like, they are here trying to be with their mama. And like I ain't nobody got time for all that. Uh, uh, that's a topic for another podcast. <laughs> it is, I, it, but I would be remiss not to bring it up, and that is the reality for for our society, for our society, especially in, in America. Well, how's the saying go that we we uh, love our sons and raise our daughters? Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent agree. Like, huh? <laughs> well. Courtney B. Vance was doing something different. Somebody said he's been old since he was 20 years old. I was like, how old is this man? There's <laughs> no Morgan Freeman, that man. It don't matter how old he is. Right. <laughs> like, hey, how old is he? He's old. And like, even in the photograph, I know that's not what we're talking about, but I was huh. like, even in the photograph, this man is old. <laughs> oh no he always he has an old spirit maybe he just because he's always had that old spirit he's been, he's always been very mature he always plays those mature roles like you'll never see him play no bullshit roles like he ain't just running around in these streets he has he's that type he is cast to be that that more with the responsible older the wiser person did he get an interview for um like, okay i think he did I think so man at least a nomination yeah. 
Yeah, I she, think he got nominated. Yeah. I think still K. Brown actually won. But um, don't you feel like I felt he felt more like his granddad than his dad? Talk about really? like, what the, yeah, you had this man. Huh? Yes, that's what it felt like to me. I feel like he did a great job as a. I think he just portrayed that role really, really well. Like it just felt real. It felt like he had held resentment. Mm. For the longest, and then being and being stubborn, even when the when the wife was around and resentful that son is not there, yada yada yada. But then, as he saw his son trying and mm. practically giving up his own thing to help him, then he kind of he softened on that. But he but it wasn't over the top. Like he softened on it, but it wasn't this big dramatic scene where he was like son and then the violins play in the background i see what you're doing like it just yeah happened and that's how it naturally normally happens you know what i'm saying yeah yeah if you have he a good dad like that yeah if you have yeah he wasn't being captain save a hoe and jumping on in there he was just like listen this is what we gonna do i was just my thing was you can make this restaurant so unique and so amazing in the city of of memphis by having someone who knows so much about wine and then mix it, then pairing it with barbecue. And yes. I was like, I want to go to that restaurant. And I, be popping. I will pay all my money. You kidding? That food's looking so good. Yes. And, and I'm going to have a DJ spinning your guy in the background. <laughs> what? <laughs> the cousin was already ready. The cousin was already there. He was ready there. Ready to <laughs> right. I need to, right. I'm talking. I need them to hook that up. So that <laughs> this, this can be a real thing. <laughs> When that fool said he he said uh, I think that I think he, that dude be stealing. When he turned around, I'm like, um, but it, people in this movie talk like people that I they talk like me and my family. That's what made it feel so special. Because at my table, if somebody with my family said they're gonna be a sommelier, people gonna turn around and talk real crazy to them because they not they gonna think it's a pirate. They are gonna think talk about they being Somalians and not sommelier. <laughs> they don't necessarily know, you know right. what's going on. But I, it just felt it felt very familiar and it felt. Other than him, it felt very familiar. But now, like what what Kiki said, like it makes sense that he was supposed to kind of be he was supposed to be an oddball. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Which makes that makes sense. I thought it was just really love. I thought it was well done. I, I agree uh, totally with the time. I'm like, this is all right. I got you. I got you. I feel you. Mm-hmm. This ain't gonna make me go take no uh, sommelier classes, but uh, I, now I would drink some wine. Why well, definitely? Yeah. Drink some wine. I, ain't to, I ain't trying to spit it all out in the, in the cup, but uh, I'll go drink some wine. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, that was a it was a really good pick. It was a good pick. Yeah, I'm glad I uh I saw a couple people talking about it on Netflix and then um I was like, okay, I mean, we all quarantine. I'm like, you know, what the hell? I'll check it out. So uh you know, I was happy, pleasantly surprised, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I like it. <laughs> okay. It was very, very, very beautifully done. And I liked his friend, uh, uh, Richie. He was really funny. I thought that guy was really funny. His yeah, it was a good cast. It was a good yeah. cast. He was, because oh. he kept messing up. He, now, he ain't going to never pass, because he kept on messing up now. He he what was I thought he was one of, no, he was just working at the restaurant. That was it. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, okay. No, he did pass. He had a pen that said. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. oh, he did? I didn't yeah, see him. Yeah. yeah. And that was his, what he said, that was his third time, because he had taken the test twice. Yeah, second or third time, yeah. Okay. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. So, yeah, black people, please go and, and go abroad and 
see the world and do different things and drink beautiful wine and, and eat beautiful food. Um, our palate, our palates are very refined. We just don't, we don't always understand how refined. Uh, there's a show, another show on uh, Netflix called Delicious Ugly. Mm, um, I thought it was ugly delicious. Ugly, ugly delicious. delicious. I'm sorry. Ugly delicious. Um, and it just that I never thought about food uh, being uh, how racist the oh. of culinary the culinary arts are. And like, wow, I, I never thought about it. And why are we ashamed of certain things? But I'm like, yeah, you could do something beautiful, especially in Memphis, Tennessee, in Atlanta, in the New South, where you can, you know be preparing our foods with mm-hmm. wines from all over the world easily. And we, you know, when I have a job, you know, I have a job right now, but when I get a job, we get out of a course and get some paid phone money that I can go to. Right. <laughs> I will say that is one thing. So in the movie, I was like, oh, they're going to Paris. And a lot of the grapes they were talking about were like European grapes. And I was like, but South Africa, they have a lot yes. of wineries. And I yes. was like, well, it would have been nice to hear that like a, you know African wine like yeah for them to elevate that in the conversation I did have mm-hmm. that as a little right. critique wow. I mean I get why you had you know hmm. Riesling in the German wines and yeah French wines but I'm like mm-hmm. mm, there's yeah. some great South African wines there's some yes. great Australian wines yes so I was like, um, I it would have been nice to have thing. a little bit more yeah I was like that. South African Shiraz is some of the most beautiful wine in the world. It's most- I love Shiraz. Anybody Shiraz. Oh my God. Oh, so beautiful. So yeah, I think they did have that one Australian wine. And then y'all, they, when I tell you, I, know, I was like, okay, I'm watching the right movie. When they, when they said recently is like the Drake of wines, because they got to feel it. So. You know what? That's true though. But, I, it's it's like, true. but you know what? It is. I might say Drake is the Moscato. I was going to say Drake is the Moscato. That's the Moscato no. of wines. No, that's too Moscato. sweet. No, Moscato was good. Moscato was fire. He's sweet. Third sweet wine. Yeah. Like, it's is. the Kool-Aid of wine. Yeah. I said that uh, Drake is the Moscato of wine, and um, Chance the Rapper might be the recent one. <laughs> you know what? I am mad at that. I, 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 I accept that. Mm. I second that. And Wait, I will what? never get over. I forgot who said it. Somebody said Chance the Rapper made um, Muppet music. And I cannot unhear that. Anytime you hear a Chance song, I just hear Muppets like bouncing their heads. But I'm like, this dude made Muppet music. He really do. But it makes you so happy, though. It does make you happy. And, you know, just, it's, it's I like because it's mostly positive. So I'm okay with Chance. I'm okay. <laughs> I like it. Did y'all, anybody listen to the new Childish Gambino? Nah. Since good. I have I'm, it's I have so much of my day to do nothing with. I try to like uh plan out my week by doing different little tasks. So it's my next week task and I'm gonna have get to listen to it next week. I heard people big on the J Electronica that dropped, but I hadn't heard it either. I haven't uh, heard it. Uh, it, it. It was fine. I just hate that um Jay-Z really outdid him on his own album, on his debut album, which I just did. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. so crazy that that's his debut album. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I, been there. I didn't know that was a debut um, album. This yeah. dude, this dude, was making songs before. Uh, 
my parents got married. Like, what the? This your debut album? <laughs> <laughs> Where you been? Right. So. Now, um, are you guys gonna watch? I have not watched the Madam C. Madam C. J. Walker uh, doc. Um, I watched it. I, I watched. Watch it? I would check it out just out of no respect. I watched it. It's <laughs> historically <laughs> accurate. Keep that in mind. Uh, I I don't know all the details of that story, but from yeah, people yeah. who I respect who do know it. Mm-hmm. It was like it is definitely not um, the 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 relationship between her and a uh, Addie okay. was not accurate at all. Um, okay, right now I I know her daughter in real life that uh Tiffany Haddish plays mm-hmm. um, was like I guess a lesbian maybe not outright just said it but was in on that scene oh, I'm giving away some of the movie I'm sorry it's in the history books all right sorry um, <laughs> uh, or she was on that scene because I was wondering how if they if they embellished the Addy stuff so much I was like did they embellish this a lot but apparently that's kind of true but the Addy stuff um I guess they had to they didn't have to but they chose to use that as like uh the pinpoint that they held this whole movie upon the drama they they use that as like the dramatics to build this story for this for the tv production on netflix around so okay okay oh no i haven't seen it so this is what i say blair underwood unlike courtney b vance does not age he does he is great. I really enjoy He may be a vampire. Him. He may be a vampire. Garrett A. Morgan. I think, what's his name? Morris. What's his name? Did I just say he invented the light? The red light? Yeah. <laughs> <Good> guy. <laughs> Stan from Mari. Now, he was old enough to have. But I don't know he did. <laughs> He's good. Octavia uh-huh. Spencer, of course, is good. What's her name? Car- Carmen. Whatever name. Her last oh, yeah, name. Yeah. Um. She's good. Actress. Done without Tiff- Tiffany Haddish. Could have totally done without her. Okay. But, you know, because I couldn't get in my mind, she was still Tiffany Haddish. Like, okay. Yeah. She's Tiffany yeah. Haddish in every movie. Yeah. Yes. I thought she was supposed to be different. Like, she wasn't supposed to be her, you know, funny self, you know, that in this um, movie. And I just happened to watch The Kitchen. The same day I mm-hmm. finished, I watched the whole Madam oh. uh, C. Madison Why? Walker. Do that to yourself. And, <laughs> you know, hey, we on quarantine. It is it, nothing to do. And I was like, this movie is trash. But Tiffany was the same. The gangster Tiffany in the kitchen was the same Tiffany in Madison. It was the same Tiffany in um, Girls Trip. It's like. Baby, you have zero range, but uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I watch it. I think you should watch okay. it. I'll watch it. You know, I'll, I'll support it. Support it and watch it. I mean, what else you gotta do? Watch it, like, do? We, we all locked up now. Shit, like, I ain't no more, and I can't sweep the floor no more. Like I, shit. Have y'all checked out Tiger King? Hell yeah. Three or four, I think. So don't spoil it for me, but okay, okay. Yeah. That's something we need to be. That's something we should review. 
So I, there's a, a podcast that I listened to last year about it uh, on Wondery Network called Over My Dead Body, uh, the second two. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. So I was kind of like, but when you see it, it's so different than listening to that fi- like nine-part series when you, on a podcast. Y'all, that's some, when I tell you some, some good old white people shenanigans, some straight Florida stuff too yes somebody described it to me as like white trash Game of Thrones listen when I tell you everything that Game of Thrones had this got that plus some lions and some tigers and some alligators and (laughs) it's it's just so much shenanigans you cannot I I just watched all of it in one night me and my roommate I was like we gotta just keep watching it because this shit don't make no sense <laughs> possible, but you know what it does, and I'm, I'm not gonna, ru- you know, uh, ruin it for anybody. I'm not gonna watch it, so it, it you should because if you it, let me it tell you something, entertaining it, it will make your when I tell you being at home in quarantine, this shit will make your fucking day because you're gonna be like, you know what? I am happy that none of my people are a part of this tomfoolery and shenanigans. <laughs> and it's so outlandish that you almost don't believe it can happen, but it, nobody can write this kind of shit, right only be real life you can't it it and i tell people i'm like i know everybody's watching it you may not want to see it i'm it will be worth your time if i didn't want to watch it but you laugh bitch it's only to make you laugh because you're gonna be looking at you're gonna be in tickled i didn't want to watch it but you know who wanted to watch it i'm like fine Uh and so started watching it and then i just was I started feeling like this. I'm like, yes. Is this real? <laughs> like, yes, it is real. <laughs> like, wow. Shenanigans. Straight shenanigans. Like it's the Game of Thrones for poor white trash. Is that what you said? Yeah. That's what it is. That's it. <laughs> that's what it is. But what I what I tell people, I'm like, the lesson that I took out of it is this is a lesson in how white privilege takes it to a whole nother level. I didn't even know we had. I didn't even know white people had this kind of privilege. Well, you just run around here with lions, lions, tigers, bears, and shit, just randomly about town. And you just, can have just wars, flat out wars over big cat. Um, what are you sanctuaries? <laughs> big cat sanctuaries. You can have whole out wars over big cat sanctuaries. I'm like, where, why, and who? Like, what? All the numbers. Why, where, who, what, who, when, where, why? Who, and what, where, where, why? All of them. White. Who, what, where, where, why white people? Right. I, like I say. But uh, I know you may not want to see it, but I'm telling you, if you just need a pick-me-up and you say, you know what, I need a laugh today and some shenanigans and some tomfoolery and some foolishness, all old people words, it is worth your time. Malarkey. 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 That's Joe Biden word, okay? <laughs> the you cannot wrap your mind around it. It is just... it. It, when I, t- I tell people, my listening, we all going through things right now. Everybody is down. But when you watch this foolishness, girl, you're going to be sitting there like, what? Huh? Definitely feel bad about yourself, your own situation. You, yeah, it, 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 you escape all this bullsh- bullshit that's going on for, for at least the duration of what, nine episodes? I, I'll have a many. I don't know. It's <laughs> like, what? That's how I was when I was watching uh, Chewing, was it Chewing Gum? Chewing Bubblegum? Chewing Bubblegum. Yeah. And I was going through some stuff and I was just yeah. like, what? Yeah. Shout out to Chewing Gum. Shout out to Chewing Gum. <laughs> Not that final season, though. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the first season was everything. It was everything. It was truly everything. 
So I'm excited. So we got uh, Insecure coming back. I don't know why the why the fuck I'm sitting up here watching Westboro and I still I'm always confused. I don't wow. know, I don't know why. Every season. Every season I'm like, I ain't watching that jump. And then they'll play the trailer. I'm like, man, that trailer dope as hell. That shit looks oh. so good. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I'll check it out. And then I get sucked back in again. I'm like, here I am on episode three. Now, I haven't seen episode three yet because I'm waiting to watch it with um B. But uh but I'm waiting because I'm just like, well, I'm, I'm I'm waiting to see episode three so I can just see the, the visuals and be just as confused because everybody <laughs> looks at it. You're going to be confused. You're going to be confused. I'm listening to four <laughs> podcasts. One podcast will come out three times a week and the other three just come out once. But that's how I got it because I don't know what's going on. I just be watching like a dumb dumb and trying to take notes to myself. Like, I, I don't know why I keep, this is a form of self-harm. This is not <laughs> torture. <laughs> I'm addicted, to, I'm addicted to, you know, this self harm of this damn show. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. So if y'all have one show or movie to tell people to watch while we kind of in lockdown and guys check this out, what would that be? Kiki? Um, The Banker. The Banker. No. The Banker is on Apple TV, on Apple Plus. With um, Samuel L. Jackson and Anthony Mackie. Do we have to pay for Apple Plus? Do that. I don't know. It's part of Verizon. Verizon. Okay, it's Verizon. Okay, okay. I don't, I don't think I have it. Okay, The Banker. Okay, I like it. I like it. Doctor? Um, I would probably say The Outsider on HBO. Man, and, I'm trying. That's that's some heavy shit. And then o, Ozark season, Ozark season three. Man, that just dropped. Didn't I, it? I haven't started it, so thumbs yeah. up, Marcus. Thumbs up, Jason Bateman out there putting in work, man. <laughs> he be putting okay. in work. Those, are, but the uh, he's in both of those shows, right? Yep, yep, both shows. Okay, <laughs> the Outsider. I made it. I made it the halfway through through the first episode, and I was like, I, I was too depressed already. I'm like, I turn this shit off. I'll oh, try. Wait. It get worse. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe, I'm not gonna try. maybe not. Maybe not. Kiki, what you watching? What's what's going on? What's on popping? You mean Mimi? Mimi. Oh Lord, I saw. I saw. What do you? Um, I don't really know. I would just say that if you want something kind of maybe lighthearted for right mm-hmm. now, um, I'm trying to. Uh, um, we just got through watching. It's on Netflix. Um. I thought it would show up right on my app when I brought it up, and it's not. Okay. I'll keep y'all mine. Uh, um, I had never watched this before, but Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO. Oh, wow. Really? I never watched it. Man, it, Larry David. Some, y'all, this is some funny shenanigans. Now, you talk about white people shenanigans? <laughs> this is getting so, so much drama every day. Uh, well, how, so is he... How far are you into the show? I'm uh, I just started season three. Okay, okay. Because he's the creator of Seinfeld, right? They they created I thought Seinfeld created Seinfeld. I thought this was Larry David. Larry it's his life. Yeah. Okay, so is he in the show? I'm still trying to understand it. Is he just playing himself? Yeah. You know, another <laughs> show about nothing, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's playing himself. Yeah. Dude, when I tell y'all this shit is so much, this is this is a funny ass show. And <laughs> is when you just want like I just I'm like, I just want to laugh. I need to see positive things. 
Um, that's why I turned off. Oh, uh, I I ain't turned on Ozark, and I turned sure turned the out, uh, the outsider off. I was like, just, okay, don't watch the outsider then. I ain't watching this shit. Um, uh, but that was one I thought was really fun. Um, Have you watched the episode with the Nazi kid? No, not yet. Oh my god. Yeah, okay, I won't spoil it. Okay, I'm excited. I'm excited. So that's what that's what I, I would tell people if you you know want something uh, lighthearted and silly and funny um to kind of take your mind off of things that if you have hbo or hbo go or hbo now that was uh, that was a really good one i guess i did start the office you did. oh yeah tell, yeah you just started. you need to go i think what you need to do now is go on like other social media and you need to give live commentary of you watching the office for the first yes. time <laughs> this is hilarious <laughs> thought about we should review like <laughs> watching the office for the office. first time <laughs> like, <laughs> tickled. i was tickled i'm tickled. like what the you know and my man stanley stanley was my favorite stanley, I, I I that. Eating with his lots of now, what, now? <laughs> what season are you on now seven. <laughs> oh wow you really moved oh, you went through it yeah, but I think I'm gonna skip it after after Michael leaves. I think I'm not gonna watch it, and then I just yeah, because I don't really like it when um yeah after that yeah. But yeah. my um uh-huh. who was that had like a a March Madness bracket for the best episodes? Jamel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what do you like? My favorite, and it's hard to choose, but my favorite is still the um. I call it the fire alarm episode. It's called stress relief. I think it's the official name with the, uh, okay. with Dwight did the whole, uh, sorry. Listen, when, when Dwight threw- set off the alarms and the firecrackers <laughs> and, <laughs> and threw the And then Michael was standing over Stanley. Cause Stanley has passed out with a heart attack and trying to get him to <laughs> talk about the president is black. <laughs> like, this, this is so stupid. Oh my god! So stupid. Oh I was god. like, "What is this foolishness? And no, why am I still watching this?" But I'm making sure they- the best. You gonna make it? Dinner party. Huh? The, the dinner, dinner party was funny. The dinner party. That's the one with Michael and what's it called? And his and uh, what's it called was beefing. Yeah, and she plays the CD about the boy whose virginity she took. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a lot of good ones. I finally found what I was looking for. Okay, what um, what you watching? Uh, my mom and I, because I mean we're in quarantine. I'm just trying to find something lighthearted. We watched uh, the letter for the king. Did you? Okay, y'all liking that? I mean, it was cool. Okay, it, I'm, it, I'm, it's, yeah, it's not heavy, and it's like you want something light right now. Um, we kind of like stuff like that with it has a little bit of magic it has some yeah. play and stuff like that yeah um, and the lead character is a um a boy of color which yeah i was kind of like oh really with especially having the the, the thematics of like medi- medieval times or whatever i was kind of like oh really and yeah. so you know kind of like you yeah. know okay cast, their cast is really diverse yeah, it was. It was real diverse. Yeah. Me and my mom did uh, Lock and Key. Um, okay. How was that? It was just okay, but kind of the same thing. It uh, It's Stephen King's son. Um, it's his uh, creation. 
So it was, you could tell it was made for young adult. Um, it was definitely some scary parts to it, but it was, it was okay. Like, it's not amazing and wonderful, but it was right. a good watch. It was just, you know, it's like me and my mom, like, we literally just watched the entire thing for over like a weekend. Yeah. Same thing. But you know what? What I was so excited, uh, Sci-Fi has a new show with a black main character, Queen something. And I watched, I tried to watch it and I'm like, is this supposed to be bad on purpose? Like, am I missing, is it a joke that I maybe didn't get in on? I'm going to report back. I'm going to try it again, and I'll report back to y'all. I've heard good things about Queen Sono on Netflix, but I hadn't started it yet. No. Mm-mm. This is on sci-fi, and it's a, a young black lady. Is the hit. It's a sci-fi show, oh. but in outer space, but she's the main character. Oh. She's a princess or whatever. But it's so horrible that I thought maybe it was supposed to be horrible on purpose, and then I just didn't get the joke and get the memo, and I, so I can enjoy the hor- horribleness of it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to let y'all know. I'm going to report back. Okay. But no, don't nobody watch Carnival. Please don't. Please don't. Boys. Watch the boys instead. <laughs> yes. That needs to hurry up and come back. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know where they were on production. Right. You know. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, to bring it out back, the boys in yeah. that Drake, Drake produced or Drake does something with that show? Is that right? Oh no, you're talking about a uh, Top Boy. Yeah, uh, top boy. Top boy. Yeah, I was trying to bring it on back to wrap us up, but <laughs> never the time. Recently, ass Drake. Right, right. <laughs> ah, well, I guess we are coming to the end. I know that some of us have to get off to do trainings and the like, and we will be back. We'll decide uh, what we want to talk about next since we are kind of all home and. Hmm. and we have a lot of time on our hands um, for those, for, well, for those of us who don't have jobs, we have a lot of time on our hands. <laughs> let me know. Uh, we'll let you guys know when we come back and what we're going to review next and what we're going to talk about next. And, and just and check in with everybody. Like this is a part of our self-care, I feel, you know, checking in on each other, talking to each other, encouraging each other. Cause this, this too shall pass. We're all going to be fine. We're going to make it. Um, you know, we're going to be okay. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, bye, everybody. Bye. All right. Later.